this is it. We did it. The first episode of the streaming circuit. And I'm so excited that we're kicking it off with my old buddy, Kieran B from best picture cast. And we broke down one of the best comedies ever step brothers. We had a great time with it. So hopefully you do as well and make sure to follow everything they're doing over there. at Best picture cast. They're awesome guys. Follow it all. They're great. As well as a streaming circuit, follow us on Twitter at the Circuitverse and check out the website, thecircuitverse.com. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the podcast where we're putting our bunk beds together and becoming best friends. As always, I'm your host, Adam, and I am not alone tonight. I am joined by my buddy, Kieran B. from Best Picture Cast. Kieran, what's up? Adam. I am so happy to be back. This is my safe place. The movies and popcorn <laughs> is my safe tree. Uh, but you have to call me Dragon. That's that's the key here today. You know. Oh, fair. <laughs> All right. That make me Nighthawk. Um... Fair enough. That, <laughs> that works for me too. Nice. Um, yeah, glad to have you back. Uh, we have fun with it. We like to do Will Ferrell movies, apparently. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, dude, this has been great. We live in these yeah. these two also because it's you know, I it's nice to be forced to watch something like this. You know. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, oh, God, I got to watch a movie tonight. Oh, it's Step Brothers. Oh, I'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but before we jump into Step Brothers, I want to talk about your podcast. Uh, tell them what you're doing right now with this Sub 50 thing. Hit me with a little bit before Abs- we dive into absolutely. it. Absolutely. So my podcast, as uh, Adam said, is, is Best Picture Cast. You can get us wherever uh, wherever you, you would look for something like a podcast. It's uh, Best Picture Cast, and we have, we have a sub-50 tournament going on right now. We've narrowed it down to uh, our quarterfinals, so there's eight mm-hmm. movies. And what that means, sub-50, is we're picking movies that are under 50% on Rotten Tomato. Critic, audience, under 50%. You know, the movies that were not either well-received uh, in their time or as time has gone on, as the <laughs> audience more or less votes on them. Yeah. And it's fun to kind of pick the ones that you, you think will be nostalgic, the things that you think people will still care about what brands are still, you know, is the Miami Vice brand still a thing? Mm. Uh, is, uh, you know, is the Children of the Corn brand still a thing? So that um, that's that's how it goes. And we are down to eight movies. Uh, you, can I read the eight movies that are still alive? Yeah, please. Yeah, go for it. Uh, and I'm sure by the time that this comes out, they may this may already been voted on. But uh, there you the, the winner will get its very own Best Picture Cast episode. And what that means is we are going to deep dive the movie just like we would deep dive any best picture winner just like the godfather or schindler's list or lawrence of arabia yes one of these movies will get the full treatment and they are the eight movies that that made it this far we started with i believe 36 and we are down to eight so uh we have home alone 2 lost in new york we have coyote ugly so two new york stories right out of the Mm. The gate there. Uh, the aforementioned Miami Vice, with starring Jamie Foxx and Colin Farrell. Uh, Cocktail, starring Tom Cruise. Uh, Batman versus Superman, uh, Dawn of Justice. Oh. The, uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, you're shaking your head appropriately. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that. Uh, Black Sheep, the, uh, the sometimes forgotten Tom uh, Chris Farley, David Spade movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have Airheads, Brennan Fraser and Steve Buscemi and Adam Sandler and uh, Broken Arrow, the uh, the John Travolta movie that also has Howie Long, the football commentator. Howie Long oh, yep. plays the villain, the villain in that one. 
So, uh, yes. So those are the eight movies. They're really bizarre, wacky movies. So I don't know which of those eight will be doing a full message on. Now, you shook your head at this uh, Dawn of Justice thing Uh, here. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And and our own Grant C picked this one more or less to troll me. And I don't think he knew what the monster (laughs) he would be creating was. I do think it's I do think it may be some comeuppance for some of my Batman hot takes I had on your podcast. Oh, uh, the old school podcast. Yes. (laughs) I think the, the podcast gods are coming after me a bit with this. Um, and if I have to watch that three-hour heap of garbage and do a whole podcast, then I don't know what's going to happen. So if the movie, if the votes haven't been in and you agree with me, please go out and vote. And if you if you want to join Grant to troll me, please do not vote. Do not do yeah. it. But yeah, so those are the eight. A uh, lot of fun. So we'll, we'll have that. And if you're hearing this and, you, and you're saying, oh, man, like I wanted to vote on that, but the tournament's over. Don't worry, because every October we do our Horror Fest tournament, which is run the mm-hmm. same way, only we're picking all horror movies. It's our third year doing it. It's going to be a lot of fun. We are very competitive with our horror movies around here. We have a lot mm-hmm. of a, a lot of like low-key uh, horror movie fans, and uh, this is our third year doing it. So the parameters are uh, you're, what, the, you'll have to take a movie that was in our first tournament, which is a ton of classics, including The Shining and alien and uh, nightmare on elm street and scream and a bunch of them mm. so th- that'll be a hot a hot ticket items to go out and draft that's one you have to pick a black and white horror movie. So we're, we're enlisting oh, wow. some some classics in the mix too yes and then the third pick is you pick whatever you want and we do all these draft style like snake draft style mm. uh, we do them on twitter spaces you can listen along while we do it and uh, then we have our, our draft episodes that kind of highlight everything. How it's. We, we take this obnoxiously seriously and, mm. and we want people along with the vote. So we've been getting a great voting turnout. We've had over 100 people vote on most of the polls. So it's, it's, nice. been, it's been cool. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I, those are my favorite episodes of you guys. This is the draft ones. I love them. Um, yeah, you know me. I love superhero movies, but Jesus Christ, Batman versus Superman is not good. <laughs> no, 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 uh, no. Um, <laughs> All right, so I had a couple of questions for you here about these. Uh, so how did you come up with the idea of the Sub-50 tournament? What was kind of the, the genesis of, of that idea? Yeah, so, so when we started the Best Picture cast, a lot of it is, is I, w- I had seen all the Best Picture winnings, winning movies and then like, didn't know what to do with that. You know, It's mm-hmm. like, all right, I watched them all. What do I do now? So I you know, basically dragged a bunch of my friends into now watching them too. And I'm like, hey, well, you know, let's, let's – assign a movie to a person, do a podcast with them, and then go from there. Now we've turned it into groups of three or four, and it's been a lot of fun. But as we got into it, we're like, "Ah, you know, we're talking about all these movies that won the best picture of the year. What What are your favorite bad movies? And so we had like each person bring up three of their favorite bad movies. We're like, well, what constitutes a bad movie? And so I just said, ah, let's just do under 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, let's just say that. Pick your best. So we each picked three, and we had fun doing it. And then by then was like, Hey, let's take all the movies we picked. Let's throw them into this like little, little tournament, this world cup tournament. And let's see what Twitter says. And whoever wins, we'll do it. We'll do an episode on it. So that kind of just happened organically. If you listen to our early episodes, I think like silence of the lambs is one of them, but like you'll, we'll go on a little mm-hmm. offshoots of like, all right, here are bad movies. And we did the same thing with the horror movies too. And that also started organically. So um, that was kind of mm-hmm. the basis. And then since then we've, branched off and done some other tournaments. We did an animation tournament. We did a rom-com tournament. We did a sports mm. movie tournament. So that was this, it was this organic kind of idea that, that came together. And, and now it's kind of a fabric of what we do to kind of offshoot the, the stuffier best picture winners. <laughs> nice. 
Um, I have some thoughts on the animation one too. I'm going to get in a second. I have some cool, cool thoughts. Um, but the Love second it. question I had for sub 50. So for you, obviously you touched on in the episode too, where your, your strategy is to pick the ones with super low critic scores, but audience scores are pretty high because you're using Twitter as the gauge. Uh, so w- what's your strategy though? Like next level of that, are you go for movies that have like actors maybe that you think people would be attached to like an Adam Sandler or, or someone like that? Or do you go for like franchise films that maybe it's a bad entry, but you think the name recognition could kind of carry it. What's kind of your strategy? Well, you know, my strategy should be taken with a grain of salt because I don't have a lot of success in, the, <laughs> in these tournaments. So you're probably better off talking to Grant and Joey about the great strategy. Like, for instance, Adam uh, Adam from uh, Below Freezing and 1001 brought up that, oh, you should be taking the ones with the low critic and the higher audience. I'm like, mm. oh, man, I wish I would have thought about that. That would have uh, <laughs> helped my, uh, my job. But no, I, mm. so I think the key thing that we look at is nostalgia. And if you can if you can tap into the right nostalgia bug, then you're going to get your winner. And it finds that yeah. a lot of our tournament winners are from 1980 to 1995. So that's kind of like that's mm. that that 15 year nostalgia span seems to be what uh, what taps into a lot of of our our Twitter people. But you know, I mean, there is also a little bit of a younger contingent who doesn't care about certain entities that we learn about as we do it. Mm. You know, it's like, sure. oh wow, no one. No one gives a crap about this this uh, entity. Like no one cares about Team Wolf, so <laughs> Team Wolf is irrelevant now. So we all thought that yeah. was going to win the whole thing, and that was a first round knockout. So um, yeah, that was surprising. There, yeah. There's always a learning process with it, particularly with the sub fifties because they're all kind mm-hmm. of cast aside movies to begin with. You know, when it gets to the horror, you have an idea of what you think's going to play. You know, mm-hmm. I think that that first round draft pick's probably going to go to Scream. Because, yeah. you know, people, it, it was relevant then, it's relevant now. So I think if yeah. you find the franchise that spans the decades, that's usually your best bet. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, so that's a sub-50. So people, go check it out. Go check out their episodes. Go check it out on Twitter. I've been voting. I, I voted for Teen Wolf. I thought for sure that was going to win, so I was surprised. Um, yeah, that was just a shocker. Um, but the animation notes. I'm not going to uh, – I listened to this episode since we last talked, and I'm not going to let you oh, get away without uh, answering I love some it. of these. Hit, I love it. Hit me with it. So Toy Story 2 was the last Toy Story film taken. And I got to say, I take umbrage with that because that was my number one Pixar film of all time. I think, did you get Toy Story 2? Was it you? I absolutely did. I think it is That's, one of the most underrated yeah. Pixar movies. So yeah. Yeah, you, I was just going to say, don't, yeah. don't come at me. I picked it. No, um, that's more of your teammates there, but yeah. That was... Yeah, yeah. No, I love, I love, you know what happens with these group, with these group podcasts too is like, some of my co-hosts say things and people come out to me and they're like, how dare you say this? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I didn't say that, man. I love Toy Story too. Yeah. Like, he said it. Yeah. You know, but yeah, that's, uh, that's, you know, you're the voice the host. You're the voice yeah. of the podcast. That's what yeah. Um, so I get, I get, too, I get it going behind one because of nostalgia and three because of emotion, but it is inexcusable to go behind four in my opinion. Oh, oh, I totally agree. Four is yeah. by far the weakest. Um, I, yeah. I love, love Toy Story 2. I think it's a wonderful film. Yeah. I think there's, um, I think so much of, uh, of the emotion that people love about three is made possible because of what two builds. Mm. Um, you know, in, in getting behind the, the empathizing with the toy, you know, like yeah. you, you you, there isn't one is kind of interesting to the world, but two makes you kind of empathize with, you know, w- 
who yeah. owns the toy and what they do with it. And I think that really leads well into four, and three, they really hit it out of the ballpark. I mean, three is nominated for best picture, rightfully so. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a wonderful franchise. And I, I think that, um, that two is the unsung hero in that, in that mm. series that really kind of passes the baton to, to where, to where um, one got to three. Completely agree. Um, I will not stand for the slander of the black cauldron. I, I was, <laughs> yes. I couldn't believe yeah. it. I was, uh, I was on a bike. I was getting a workout in listening and I almost like crashed cause I couldn't believe they were just slandering Amazing. the black cauldron so much. But you know that the irony of that, I don't know if, if we properly paid that off, is that it, it won its match. Like it won. I, and, we, and part of us be- believe that we talked so much smack about it that people were like, screw this. And they like set their alarms to vote for it. And it advanced <laughs> into the second round. It got smoked in the second round. Uh, but uh, yeah. yeah, poor Chris G took such a beating on that. And we still, now there's like always, every time we do yeah. a tournament, like what's the black cauldron of this tournament? Mm, and for yeah. uh, for this, for the sub 50, it's been Miami Vice. Like that was so many people were like, this is the worst pick of the draft, Miami Vice. <laughs> and mm. here it is in the final eight, could win the whole thing. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, yeah, I like the black cauldron. Um, the and then Robin Hood at number one. This is this was interesting to me. I know it's your favorite. It um, is. It is. Yeah. So it was yes. just a straight sentimental pick, I'm guessing, right? Um, a bit. Now there was a little catch in there that you know the peep the three who we were originally going to be doing an animation episode before we started, and the three of us were going to pick. So there were three parameters. There were, um, I believe it was. Uh, Disney classics, which I think was everything before whatever that X cutoff, 1980 or whatever that X cutoff was, yeah. uh, Pixar, and then anything else. So the catch we had for the first three people who picked were going to be the three people in the episode. We had to start with a Disney classic. So I only could have picked among, you know, the Snow Whites and the Cinderella's and the um, basically everything from the first step, first run of Disney movies. And yeah. My thing is, if I'm going to pick first, I'm going to pick my favorite, you know, and I don't think any Disney classic was going to fully win. And I was right in that sense. So I at least picked Mm -hmm. the one that um, and I did end up getting Beauty and the Beast later in the tournament, which I think went to the semifinals. So um, that was kind of like a little bit of a quirky thing based on the press. But yes, I got a ton of shit for that. They were (laughs) they were mocking. I got an Grant gave me an F grade on that one. Uh, that was that was um, rough. Yeah. That was harsh. Yes, a hard um, F, a hard F. There. I didn't think it was horrible. I'll defend you. I didn't think it was horrible. Um, it's a great movie. It's a wonderful movie. It's got an awesome soundtrack. Uh, it's a it's an underrated Disney flick. But yeah, it did go out in the first round. So I guess yeah. the F uh, the F landed. The only one I would strongly argue for over that one from Disney classics was probably Little Mermaid. I don't think any which other went film. second. Yeah. Um, which went second yes so yeah. i was kind of being a little bit of a you no know, because the other thing is too is is that the winner of the tournament gets to be on the episode and i am on every episode so it's <laughs> kind of like I, I don't like i don't you know i don't really get it. but now the point yeah. is i've lost so many of these that they're all ragging on me and my like so now yeah. i have to like i have to go out and win one of these things so now i'm hoping tournament yeah. yes yeah <laughs> so i'm hoping this hard tournament is one i can come home and take so there you go just take scream just just take scream I got to get that number one. We got to do our lot, the lottery balls, the bounce around in there. I got to, because I've lost so many of these, I don't have enough lottery balls to bounce up where we do the reverse NBA. The more you win, the more lottery balls you get. So the rich get richer. Oh, you got to freeze yes. the envelopes yes. or something. You got to. <laughs> Patrick Ewing style, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. Those are a lot of fun. Go check them out. Um, Best picture cast. At, we're on Twitter and Instagram. and do voting ball. Thanks for giving me all this time here. Yeah, no, I, I, was, I was, I was looking forward to talking to it. Um, people yeah. probably like, are we going to talk about uh, Step Brothers or not? <laughs> yeah, are we are going to talk. 
about Step Brothers right here. So Taste Buds, I'm assuming we both loved it. Oh, no doubt. One of my favorite comedies of all time. I think I said that on our old school episode. Yeah. Um, but there will be a bit of a reevaluation when we get to the uh, to the end of this thing, too, because, um, yeah, it's, this is we'll, 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 we'll hold off to that. Nice. Um, yeah. So for Taste Buds, I want to do kind of like a little Will Ferrell legacy here with you because um, we've done a lot. We did Anchorman and then we two of us did old school. Now we're doing Step Brothers. Done a lot of Will Ferrell. He's kind of like the face of comedy, at least in this last generation. Mm. Um, so I want to do a little Mount Rushmore with you. Sure. Mount Rushmore for Will Smith. Uh, Will Smith. Will Ferrell. Will Smith. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Oscars 2021. That's on there. Yeah. A little slapstick humor. Uh, yes. That's got to be on there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, okay. Will Ferrell characters. Who do you, I'm putting you on the spot here. We did not talk about this before, but off the top of your head, who would like the four Will Ferrell characters that you think define his career? Ooh. Okay. Well, all right. Well, Ron Burgundy has got to be number one. I mean, you know, not that not, not you have to rank them, but yeah, Ron Burgundy, because that is the true character. Like there's a lot of Will Ferrell doing the Will Ferrell thing. Ron Burgundy is its own thing. That's his Austin Powers where he transforms. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's there. I have to put Frank the Tank on there. I have to put Frank the Tank on there. I figured you would. Yeah, I thought you might. Um, yeah, I, I, I think he's I think that that kind of transformed his career in a lot of ways. You know, I don't want to get political here, but. I have to think his his George Bush um, from SNL, I think, is one of the best SNL impersonations. Um, I think even uh, George W. Bush himself kind of like got behind it and had him uh, had him Mm -hmm. on. And when I think they did like a a skit together. Yeah. But I I think that, you know, we've had a lot of SNL impersonations, some better than others. But that's the one that I think is probably the first place people will go when they go to SNL. Uh, uh, presidential impersonations. So um, I think that that's three and four. Man, uh, it's tough because because you you let it off with Will Ferrell characters, not not yeah. Will Ferrell movies. So if you go movies, yeah. it's, it's, you can you can rattle them off quick there. Yeah. Um, all right, so maybe I'm, I'll hold off on my fourth and let you you give you give three and then or as you give yours, let me. See if I can process my fourth one. Sure. Yeah. So I also had Ron Burgundy, of course. Um, I went with an SNL as well, but not Bush. I went with more cowbell guy. Mm, very good. Very good one. Um, yeah. That's iconic. Like any any band kid, because I was a big band kid. Any band kid or knows more cowbell guy. Probably one kid in your band has a shirt that wears it at least once a week that says more cowbell. Um, I think that's iconic. I had Buddy the Elf. Um I think that's one of his defining characters as well. And then the fourth one is controversial. I went with Chaz Reinhold from Wedding Crashers. Okay, cool. I think he, I mean, he's only in the movie for about five minutes, but he is just a wrecking ball through that movie. He completely dominates that movie. And I think it's the best like sixth man performance I've ever seen, if you will, uh, in a movie of just like coming off the bench for two minutes and getting 10 shots. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Um, now this is a this is a key podcasting tactic that I did there when you put me on the spot with the is that I haven't I didn't have full time to cover all of the thoughts, so we'll leave myself a little space to let you go. Buddy yeah. the Elf is one thousand percent would yeah. be number four for me. That's a, I mean that was made into a, a Broadway play. I mean that that's mm. um that's an easy an easy final answer there, and and that would actually slot. I think Frank the Tank would probably be slid into that fourth spot where um 
you know, where that could be. But the, I I'm, I'm feel really good about that four. Um, mm. My only contention with your cowbell thing is, is that the I need more cowbell is Christopher Walken saying it. Now, yes, it's, it is, he is the cowbell guy is Will Ferrell, mm. but I feel like a lot of the iconography there leans on the, the, the Christopher Walken. I, I gotta have more cowbell, <laughs> you know, like, so I, That's I, you know, that would be my only question there. Oh, like, that, <laughs> that would be my only, uh, the debate there so That's um, but fair. yes so i, I, I love fair. the love the skit there yeah awesome yeah. um will ferrell with this belly sticking out smashing on the cowbell <laughs> no you can't it's tough to forget that yeah um yeah that was good tactics by you and and bad tactics by me for putting you on the spot here but uh i always no like no i know hey that's dude that makes some of the best stuff there yeah best stuff there but you gotta just yeah leave leave that leave that fourth spot open leave the teddy roosevelt spot there open just in case someone brings up something you didn't think of yeah all right, now let's go to films, which you just brought up. Um, what do you got for some films? Yeah, um, a little boring and a little easier uh, for me, but it, it's it's um, old school Step Brothers, Anchorman, Elf. I I think that mm. that's that's a clean, easy sweep for me. Okay, I have Anchorman, Step Brothers, Elf. I really struggled with the fourth one more than I thought. I it was between old school. And this other film, and I went with the other film. I went with Talladega Nights. I, I love cool, yeah, Talladega Nights. Um, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's great. Um, and um, a, a little shout out. This is one. This one w- I think would have been eligible for our sub fifty movie, but it's just kind of like a, a just a personal guilty pleasure. I love Kicking and Screaming, the that's soccer movie where too. he plays the coach. Yeah, a, a blast. It's a blast. And and I think that might even be like a PG movie. It's kind of fun to see him do a do something mm. a little lighter and, and note there um yes the, 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 good stuff yeah. though he's he had a great run did you consider bewitched at all when you when thinking of this i did not also oh. eligible for sub 50 <laughs> also eligible for sub 50 yeah no i'm not a i'm not a uh bewitcher by no. myself but no nicole kidman didn't do it for you in that film i love nicole kidman i love will <laughs> ferrell but that was uh that, that one wasn't for me that's fair enough um and then lastly uh ferrell and riley uh, the Jordan and Pippin, if you will, of comedy. Where would you rank them among other great comedy duos? I put down a couple of examples I could think of from my kind of lifetime. Wilson and Vaughn, fantastic. Uh, Aniston and Sandler, I think, have done some good work together. Um, where do you think uh, Farrell and Riley rank? Um, yeah, great duo. Love them. Love, love what they do together. I I'd actually have never seen the, the Sherlock Holmes thing they did. Um, but yeah, comedy duo is the first place I'll always go is Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder. Um, oh, okay. Two of them together are just are just magic. Whether Silver Streak or uh, Hear Hear Nothing, See Nothing, um, just uh, Hear No Hear No Evil, Say No Evil. Um, mm. they, they, they're just they're awesome together. Um, do, you know, I feel like I mean I'm going to say we feel like we've gotten away from that, uh, but I mean I feel like we've gotten away from comedies in general and you have a whole episode sure. on it uh, you know the comedy genre right? check i love that episode it was a great great job you did with um oh thank you uh yeah with uh, uh tom duncan is his name yeah not tim duncan uh, not tim that, duncan tom i duncan, made that yes. mistake once tom duncan yeah yes yeah you have a great episode you have to check that one out um yeah, yeah so we kind of are, are losing that a little bit i mean i think mm-hmm. that the um that whole uh like the uh the jonah hill crew um, you know, they've done, yeah. done some good things and, and that, so that's kind of more of a buddy, like a group. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a shame that we don't have that same kind of like, Hey, let's have these guys do a couple series of movies together. Yeah. Um, do, have you, do you know about their, uh, their kind of 
they're on the outs now. Did you know that? And with McKay as well. Uh, McKay and Farrell. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I did. I was aware of that. Um, I don't yeah. know the details on it, but I know they don't get along anymore. It's a shame. And, um, you know, you wonder how much of that um, you can, you know, pin on the, the change of of comedies. And, you know, um, I, I I always look at I heard someone say this recently and it was, was so smart to me. And it's just 2008 is the year, which is the year we're talking about here with Step Brothers hmm. um, is the dawn of Twitter. And maybe that being the reason that Sure. comedies kind of <laughs> fell out of the mix you know as like people yeah. being able to call out certain things and whatnot so mm. um but yeah maybe you can put the fall of uh Farrell and McKay and then we'll you know I'm sure we'll get to some of that as we go here um, um well yeah talk the, about where McKay went the uh, the big reason for their breakup I learned earlier this year with winning time I don't know if you've been able to check that out yet on the it's a HBO series on the, the, Lakers. So the Lakers the Lakers thing yeah yeah and no, I yeah. haven't seen it yet I, fantastic one of the it's right up there for me with stranger things and uh oh, House wow. of the dragon this year for best show of the year um john c Riley plays dr bus the main character and will ferrell was originally cast because adam mckay is directing it and show running it uh, mm-hmm. he originally cast will ferrell in the role and then something happened and he went with riley instead and then ferrell was like yeah i'm done like we're not and so that's why yeah. they split up yeah, I mean, you know, you have um, Farrell who's kind of moving away from the spotlight and, and McKay who's kind of prying himself closer to it. So it's probably not like, I don't mean, again, I don't know the details between their the conversations between them, but it's probably not the most foreign concepts of the world of the guy who's kind of trying to get away from the spotlight and the guy's trying to pry himself toward the center of it. Yeah. Um, all right. Now let's dive into the categories here head first. Colonels and Buckets, favorite scenes and characters. Who was your favorite character from Step Brothers? Oh, man. And what a movie of characters and <laughs> what a movie of scenes, man. I, it's Very just true. every time I throw this thing on, I'm, I'm just marveled by uh, what they put on screen with this. And I think there's, um, I, I always I wonder if there's happy accidents with Step Brothers, if they just kind of threw it out there and, and magic was made, or if they really just for all geniuses. And I mean, I think when you look at what some of the awards that came out after this, you know, Adam McKay going on to be, uh, mm. be an Oscar winner, you know, uh, uh, Richard Jenkins being nominated that same year. And then again, later on, so there, there were, there was some serious talent here in this mix. Um, but if, if we just go for scenes, man, um, you know, there's two huge monologues in this that stick out to me that I think are, one of them is one of my favorite monologues in movies ever, you know, and that, <laughs> Oh. And that's the, the dinosaur monologue uh, later on. I, I think it's just pure genius. Um, uh, I'll get into that one a little later because I have a story to tell about that. Um, the other monologue is the is 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 coupled with the footage of the flashback of Brennan singing the pirate uh, the pirate musical. <laughs> <laughs> he did a song from an old pirate musical. Like. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. First of all, what is it? What does that mean? A seventy-year-old did a like a, an old pirate musical, and then the um, and uh, Mary Steenburgen just uh, of, of of Back to the Future Three fame, the underrated Back to the Future Three. Uh, just uh, I love Back to the Future Three, and I love her in it. But she is she's just brilliant in this movie. But, but we're not we we're not doing scenes. We're doing characters first, right? I'm I'm jumping to scenes before characters. Character here, so first, gotta... but yeah, I was gonna let you go. I was gonna let you roll. All right, I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll slow myself down. I I I teased it with that. Um but that leads into her saying Derek went on to win the competition lip syncing vanilla ice. <laughs> Great and Richard Jenkinson goes, 
Oh, it's a great song. And she goes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Just but that's uh, Richard Jenkins yeah. in that spot there uh, is my character in the movie. I think his work here is just oh. is just genius as uh, as uh, Dr. Doback. Um, I think he's putting the idea of putting uh, an Oscar caliber actor in this thing that has not really ever done comedy before and is so mm. overqualified for for the subject material. Yeah. It's such a genius, genius move. <laughs> and he crushes it, crushes it in this. He is, he is my favorite character. It's, it's such a fun, uh, well-layered character who's not necessarily the greatest guy a lot of the time, but yeah. um, just I, I think it's awesome. Yeah, so he, he'll be my character there. Uh, we'll, we'll go deeper into scenes there after that. I'm shocked. I also had Robert Doback. Yes! As my yes! favorite character. Yes, I love I, that. He When he's spanking Brennan, um, <laughs> it's just... He's, uh, he, I forget what he said. I know he doesn't say it's go time, but he says like some little kick-ass catchphrase and just runs down the stairs and jumps on him, and it's just, <laughs> it's fantastic. You ruined my boat. <laughs> and, oh, you uh, ruined my boat. Yeah, he was fantastic. Oh man, uh, it was him or Catherine Hahn for me was were the two I was deciding between because I love Catherine Hahn and she's so funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh man. Uh, Cal Catherine Hahn's character is just is just yeah. amazingly genius too. But uh, there. This movie is just it. This is a clinic and a showcase for how to use the F word. There is no movie that better showcases mm. the comedic use of the F word, and it's best highlighted in Richard Jenkins' character. He's every yeah. time he uses the F bomb, it is just it's geniusly hysterical. Mm. Uh, whether he's the final guy, Catalina, the fucking Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> Or in the very beginning when he's doing the dishes and he just turns it down and goes, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up. Yeah. And then yeah, just, and it just immediately cuts. Like yeah. it, it, every time he curses, it's great. Yeah. Um, I love it when, when he gets drunk at the Cheesecake Factory or whatever, or he's going Amazing. and she's like, Bob, it's Christmas Eve. And he's like, oh, Merry Christmas. Just Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh, man. We, me and my buddy, that's one of our go-to lines. It was, uh, I'm going go to the, I'm gonna go to the Cheesecake Factory for a drink. <laughs> oh it's christmas eve well merry christmas uh and then he comes back and she's like you smell like scotch and cheesecake and he goes tonight at the cheesecake factory was my happiest night in the last six <laughs> months or so <laughs> she's like well i feel bad for you yeah, uh, not- uh, amazing <laughs> depressing and hilarious at the same time but- yeah uh he's so great and then i love it when dale is listing off the things like we're men we like talk about chicks and we do all this stuff and he's like we've <laughs> Never done any of those things. We've literally never done. Man, make beef jerky and riverboat gamble. Uh, yeah, make our own uh, beef jerky. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I guess I, I don't want to. I, I, te- I teased it, so I'll just tease it now. We're going into the sure. scene of the movie next, yeah. right? And yeah. and um, you know, uh, for me, that dinosaur monologue is just. I mean, it's just so. It's so goddamn genius, and I think it. It takes a lot of the ideas that McKay put on screen in Anchorman, but mm-hmm. makes it come through where it's like you're you're landing some of the sentimentality and the character arcs within this bizarre movie that obviously it's it's like it's it's like mm-hmm. tongue in cheek, like rolling its eyes at at like the arc yeah. of a lot of these movies. Mm-hmm. But it's doing it in this kind of concise, weird way with this most bizarre story. And two of the biggest screwballs in the movie are looking at each other like, is this guy serious? Like, what is he talking about? <laughs> um, with the, yeah. the, the find your inner dinosaur, um, 
Now, the the amazing part, this is one of my favorite anecdotes in movie history. It, it's it's so good. It makes one of my favorite monologues in, in uh, movie history. So they're shooting for this. And McKay is known for doing a lot of takes and a lot of, and there's a lot of improv in the mix and this and that. And it's one of those long days of shooting and they're, they've been going for a while and they're out in the heat and they're all feeling a little loopy. And they're like, all right, Richard, you know, go, you know, go, go again, go do, do this thing. And you know, on his 30th take, he does this bizarre T-Rex monologue. <laughs> and I think a lot of Will Ferrell and John T. Reilly's looks are like kind of like, huh? Like, and they wrap, do the whole thing to, to wrap up. And um, I think that Richard Jenkins might have read some of McKay's body language with it. And he's like, Adam, I just want to be real clear about something. That dinosaur shit better get burned and thrown in the trash. I do not want that to see the light of day. All right. So don't <laughs> even think about putting that in the movie. And McKay's like, yeah, yeah, no, of course, of course. And I was late in the day. I don't know. Now, fast forward to the movie premiere where they're at the, you know, they're, they're at the red carpet and they're going stepbrothers premiere. Mm. And uh, they have a moment where Jenkins kind of goes over to McKay and he goes, Adam, you didn't use that dinosaur shit in this movie, right? And he's like, ah, no, 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 don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. He's like, you better not have fucking use that dinosaur shit, Adam. I, sw- I swear to God. And he's like, ah, just, ah, just watch the movie. Just enjoy the movie. <laughs> there it is in the oh, no. center arc of the, of the movie. And thank God. I mean, that's why, that's why mm. we don't have actors editing these movies because uh, it's, it, it, it couldn't yeah. be more perfect. It couldn't be more perfect. Yeah, that's a good one. But you're a human. <laughs> yeah, you, you you could you could never be a dinosaur. Yeah, but I thought that if I just ah, but I ah, I never got it back. Uh, just never got it back. Yeah. Grow the fuck up. Go the fuck up and stop being a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> That's so how good. is that a skill? Yeah. <laughs> so good. Yes. Oh god. Um. Yeah, that's a good scene. Yeah. Uh, so that's my favorite scene of the movie. I think it's genius. Fair. From the Catalina fucking wine mixer. So good. Oh yeah. Uh, mine was Derek's birthday party <clears throat> into uh, Robert's freak out where he's spanking Brennan. I just, I love that when yep. he's like, is that my boat? It's like, don't worry. Boats Dad. and hoes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who's driving the boat? Uh, and I love it in the car when he's like, so aside from the damage of the boat, what did you think? <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, will well, you invest? Yeah. And, and then, yeah, he's like, the only thing left, and he points to like the screen that says investors, who's going on you? this journey with us? <laughs> it's so good. Uh, and yes. Rob Riggle's like, should I take these clowns out? And he's like, no, no, let's hear what they have to say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's such a good scene. Uh, oh, man. Close second for me was the uh, did we just become best friends montage where they just go nuts. <laughs> Ray stuff. Yeah. Garage yeah. in the uh, garage. Close second to me, and this is the one that, like, you know, a week ago, if someone like pulled me aside and said, "What's your favorite movie, Step Brothers? What's the first movie you think, or what's the first scene you think of when you think of Step Brothers?" It's it's Sweet Child of Mine, acapella in the car with the family, just it's fantastic, bizarrely genius <laughs> character development. Like, just talk yeah. about just like let's introduce our heel without introducing our heel, and it's just yeah. them doing the "You're my oldest, you gotta anchor it in, baby." The kids yeah. like back there doing it. Uh, All right, here we go. Come in. You're coming in flat. You're coming in flat. Yeah, $1,200 $2, a week on voice messages. <laughs> voice messages. For this. 
there's, a, there's a great little subtle touch of like of um Catherine Hahn singing there. And it cuts to like the little girl and she kind of does this like eyebrow raise. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just real quick. It's just kind of like, ooh, that's not the note. Um, just really, really good stuff. Yeah. Jesus and, Christ! He spins in the traffic. <laughs> that's so great. Adam Scott, I guess I'm going to save it. All right, I have to save it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I love sing it. Yeah. Like this. So good. It's such a <laughs> such a great scene. I love that. Oh man. Uh, <clears throat> all right. How about the Squid Game? What character do you think would win the Squid Game from this movie? Okay, so this one was shockingly hard, and the reason mm. I say this is because pretty much every character in the movie physically or emotionally gets their ass kicked. Like Very there's true. like everybody get like anyone who like stands up and like does something also gets hit. You know, you get mm. you get, you know, Will Ferrell getting hit over the head with the symbols and you get, you know, John C. Riley getting buried alive. Like even, um, you know, uh, <laughs> Dr. Dobeck gets carried away by the uh, by the um, the sleepwalkers and you get um, uh, <laughs> Mary Steenburgen and getting attacked by the dog. And you get this is everybody, even the even the childhood bully, uh, Gardaki gets beaten up in the closing credits, you know? So they all, they all take their lumps. So I'm going to go with um, the Billy Joel cover band lead singer uh, played by Horatio Sands sticking to his guns and standing up to the heckler um, and taking five guys to carry him up. Since I feel like, you know what, he's going to sing his Billy Joel doo-wop 80 songs that no one's going to stop him. And I think he can manage his way through the squid game. Um, No one will stop him. That's fair. that's a great pick. That, I love. He keeps freaking out. He's like, "We don't do that." What did I? What did I just say? What did I just say? It was strictly. Let's keep it in the late eighties. Let's keep it fun. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. He, that's a great pick. I didn't even uh, think of him. Um, yeah. That's a good one. I went with Brennan, and because I because because he's resourceful. So when we see him and Dale fighting at the beginning, like their first fight. And it cuts to to Bob at the hospital, and then it cuts back, and like all hell's broken loose. All the neighbors are on the yard, and the wife has the sprinkler or the hose going. I see Brennan with a bicycle, not a common handheld <laughs> weapon to take to swing with a bicycle. Um, very resourceful, so, you know. He's gonna pick any any item he sees he can use as a weapon. <laughs> Today I saw my son use a bicycle as a weapon. Uh, yeah, that that is, and he, you know, he slows his breathing to make him think he's dead, and then uh, gets the hits him. You're right. You know what? I think that I think you got the answer there. I do. I do. Even though he takes his lumps, um, but he does get Gardaki Gardaki shoving his head in the face of that white dog poo. You know, does, so I, what, I don't know what happened does there. Eat dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's um yeah. yeah that's that's a little tricky. Yeah, and he boy, the buried alive thing that is gnarly. You but I'm some... still alive. <laughs> Just let the dirt rain over you. <laughs> you gotta have some stones to bury someone alive. That's not an easy thing to do. I feel like. <laughs> Love how he comes out of the dirt and he's immediately like zombie, yeah. zombie. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the biggest laughs I got in the whole movie. <laughs> oh my god, so good. Oh my god, yeah. Um, how about expiration date? Anything age really poorly or maybe age really well? Okay, so um, you know, I think the comedy in itself, I was a bit rejuvenated watching it, you know, because I think that I think that this could be put out and released today if the right people got behind it and the right, you know, because I don't think there's a lot of 
Um, there's a lot of that that raunchy 2000s humor that's frowned upon. Um, we did, you know, there were a few words in there, you know, with, with a, um, yeah. you know, the R word and the F slur mixed in. Um, so, like, those words aren't used in scripts today. So that that in itself is expired. Um, I, I do think that the usages of the F slur were at least artistically in the sense that they were only from the despicable heel mm. who yeah. is this token, um, the token bro who the 2000s, like everything you dislike about that 2000s, you know, hotshot yeah. bro. And, 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 you know, I think a lot of the dated stuff was all around that character too. So even like some of the mm. references, whether it's Dane Cook or whether it's, you're like it was yeah. just that he was so wrapped up in 2008 that it's like yeah. it's kind of funny that it's like all right, it's just him doing it yeah um so uh yeah so um overall i thought it aged pretty well mm. um what about you yeah i completely agree the only thing i noted for aging poorly was the r word yeah and and just <laughs> to i guess just to clarify a little more on just to specify my statement there with the with the main heel character saying it yeah. like so like in the end when he goes to give him a hug and he goes you would like that you you f word mm. you know like it it's showing the 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 emotional insecurities of someone who would use that word yeah. so it's like i i do think that you know while it's an ugly word and it's great that it's not you know it's not in commonplace with anything in scripts or in tv it, yeah. I, I think that it you, it showed the damage of the word more than it was the weak, the word being used inappropriately. Whereas we saw in mm. old school, where it's kind of just someone who said it, who you're supposed to laugh along with. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so uh, I thought there was some, there was some, some smartness behind that at least, or at least some, some tact. Hmm. Yeah. That's a good um, uh, as far as stuff that's aged great. Uh, I always have to go back to, because I did this an old school episode. The Metallica posters have aged wonderfully. Mm. Uh, Metallica re yeah. released an album that year in 2008, Death Magnetic. So, uh, oh, they've yeah. released an album since it's still relevant today with the Stranger Things stuff, of course. Yeah. Um, Adam McKay has, went on to win an Oscar. True. I mean, the director of Step Brothers went on to win, and and I should say the director and writer of of mm. Step Brothers went on to win it. He won his Oscar for writing in the Big Short original screenplay, yeah. um, or either original or adapted. I, I you know I, I don't have that right off the top of my head, but um, was also sure. nominated for director in Big Short and director in uh, Vice and uh, Don't Look Up too. So. Um, you know, mm. nominated three times for best director. Pretty, I'd say that's aged pretty well. And then Richard yeah. Jenkins, you know, again, you know, not that he wasn't mm. a, a prestige guy, but he's nominated for Oscar that same year. Um, and then uh, is nominated for an Oscar uh, in the uh, early 2010s for a best picture winner. Um, oh, geez. Um, with uh, the, uh, the Guillermo del Toro um, movie with, geez, oh my God. Um, shape of water is it shape of water there you go thank you oh, sorry oh, okay yeah. Yeah, so much yes so much. all this movie content in my head gets, gets me a brain <laughs> no brain freeze sometimes yeah no is that a good movie i haven't seen it uh, it's kind of been on um, the list is it a good i it's divisive but i like it yeah mm. i like it there's some good performances in there richard jenkins is great in it um del toro i think is like um not everyone's cup of tea you know with his stylism mm. um great michael shannon performance he's the heel in that and uh, michael shannon's an awesome actor so uh, that's that's worth that alone, but yeah, it's definitely worth watching. It's it's yeah. it's an enjoyable watch. It's not like a like a slog, you know. Not power of the dog. Um, uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> power of the dog. Um, uh, yeah, but uh, I think other others. I, I think the movies 
you know, I, I think maybe we have to fast forward another 10 years to see on some of these references if they'll, if they'll hold up. I think when we, when we get to our trivia section, I'm going to, I'm going to quiz cause you're a little younger Ooh. than me. So I'm going to quiz you on some of the stuff. We'll see if, uh, nice. we'll see if that holds up. Uh, Del Toro's got a great, uh, horrifying Pinocchio movie coming out. Looks just haunting. I mean, how many times are we going to remake Pinocchio here? I mean, it's like, well, I mean, I, yeah. I, I think if it's, if it's going to be remade, it should be a horror movie because that's, that's at least interesting. But yeah. you know, this Zemeckis remake looks terrible. The the other ones, Benini yeah. doing remaking it. Like I love the OG cartoon, but yeah. the remakes of the live action stuff has never worked. But yeah, they got to ditch that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So aged well, I had one thing. I had the Callaway three wood that uh, the dare gets for his birthday. Great club. I'm a big golfer. Uh, the three wood is my favorite club. Love it. Uh, definitely. You know, if you're a golfer, go and get a three wood. Callaway is a great brand. So I, I support that age. Well, for me. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> when I was your age, Adam, I was fired up about golf and now I'm, I'm, I'm old and broken. And, and uh, I, uh, to quote one of our friends in, in old school. Yeah. I golf on Sundays, but I hate golf. Um, and that is, uh, <laughs> that was Matt Walsh was the character in in that and he is one of our old school stepbrothers connections other than will ferrell he's in both movies he plays the billy oh. joel heckler in this he plays the uh right. <laughs> the guy who the guy who the lead singer freaks out on at the end when oh nice like, you know 80s do what billy joel sucks like he's the guy <laughs> yelling that out so uh he's yeah Artie yeah. lang's uh a buddy in in old school there so there's a him and will ferrell are the two old school stepbrother connections. oh i didn't know that nice. there might might be another one I missed, but I think those are the two. Huh. Well, very nice. Huh. Interesting. Um, all right. Let's jump into favorite quotes. I got I got a bunch here. Let me know if I missed any. Uh, <clears throat> so we got we got Dale. I manage a baseball team. Oh, little league? <laughs> Fantasy league. Uh, amazing. Why are you so sweaty? I was watching cops. Fantastic from Brennan. Amazing. Um this this house is a fucking prison on planet bullshit in the galaxy of this sucks camel dicks. Uh, kinda... <laughs> in the ga- in the galaxy of this, <laughs> I forgot that when I watched it. I always remember the this is a fucking prison on planet bullshit, but I forget the uh, the galaxy part too. It keeps going. Um, it's like masturbating in a time machine. I thought it was hysterical. <laughs> the, the hustlers. <laughs> uh, I haven't had a carb since two thousand four. It's Derek. Uh, after he shows his rock hard abs, um, did we just become best? Yeah, Edgar, I love that. Oh. I love that cutaway too. I love that yeah. that cutaway of like it's like it, it, it's just like a some clearly someone else's abs, yeah. you know, like that. There's a couple of, <laughs> of of fun little things they do there with that. Whether it's that or the uh, you you mentioned before with um, when he's when uh, Doctor Dobek spanking Will Ferrell and does that mm. little like keyhole sh- like zoom in and zoom out kind <laughs> yeah. of thing or. Uh, randomly going to John C. Riley as a centaur, like they do some fun visual stuff in this mm. that I, I appreciate. But. <laughs> yeah, um, did we just become best friends? Yep. Do you want to go do karate in the garage? Yep, that's a great one. Um, <laughs> I, I think this is Brennan. As soon as she is of age, I am putting her in a home. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Um, uh, your voice is like a combination of Fergie and Jesus. And then boats and hose, fantastic. Boats and hose, nachos, lemon heads, and my dad's boat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you covered some great ones there. I mean, the ones that stood the test of time. Um, we, did we just become best friends? Is one you hear all the time. Um, yeah. So much room for activities. 
Uh, oh, true. The, I missed uh, that one. Yeah, yep. yeah, that one. Um, and one now. I don't. This might just be a Long Island thing. It's, that's that's from front. And Billy Joel is a is a very big, you know, very big uh, mm. Long Island guy. Um, strictly '80s Joel has always been kind of a, a lasting <laughs> quote for me. So strictly, oh, nice. strictly '80s Joel, sir. So like that's <laughs> we oh, we hear that all the time down here in Long Island. Billy Joel comes on and says, "Yeah, strictly '80s Joel." Nice. Uh, yeah, so, and, and I, I have uh, the, the monologue that I was saying before I have it here. So I just got to read this off. Oh, sure. Yeah. When I was a kid, when I was a little boy, I always wanted to be a dinosaur. I wanted to be a Tyrannosaurus Rex more than anything in the world. I made my arms short and I roamed the backyard. I chased the neighborhood cats. I growled and I roared. Everybody knew me and was afraid of me. And one day my dad said, Bobby, you're 17. It's time to throw childish things aside. And I said, okay, Pop. But I didn't really, but he didn't really say that. He said, stop being a fucking dinosaur and get a job. <laughs> <laughs> so just uh, genius, genius stuff. Yeah, that is good. Um, yeah, I would pick my favorite probably. Uh, this is a fucking prison on planet bullshit in the galaxy of this sucks camel dicks. I think that's fantastic. Amazing. Although, why are you so sweaty? I was watching Cops was uh, a big one in college with my buddies. We, whenever someone was sweaty, be like, "Why are you sweating? <laughs> Were you watching Cops?" So good. Uh, all right, let's jump into burnt popcorn. Dish out some hot takes. I struggled. Uh, I only had one, and it's not good. Did you have any hot takes for this? Oh, you know, I always come with hot takes. I always come with hot takes, Adam. And I all got, right. uh, yeah, I got a big one here. Is this more Batman people... slander or is this? Is this... No, no, I'm leaving <laughs> okay. Batman alone today. <laughs> okay, good. I don't want to yeah. work any Batman karma yeah. with that tournament still alive here. Um, I think Step Brothers is a better movie than any of the three movies that Adam McKay has received Oscars for. So that includes Ooh. The Big Short, that mm. includes Vice, and that includes Don't Look Up. I think Step Brothers. And if I'm going to go even deeper, Anchorman as well. I think Adam McKay does better in this world than he does in that world. Interesting. I haven't seen Vice. I, I did like Don't Look Up, but I might agree with you. I might agree with you. Yeah, I, I'm not a, I'm not a uh, Don't Look Up or Vice fan at all. I do like The Big Short, hmm. but I just think that, he, that, that, that there is some... He's tapping into some genius with these movies here, with this and Anchorman. And um, it's a comedic, it's a comedic genius that's been really lacking in uh, mm. in cinema today, and I would prefer him to go back to this. Now, I haven't seen that basketball, um, the Lakers show, so maybe I got to check into that, and maybe that'll uh, fill some of the void there with that. But I would, I would rather see him come out with another one of these than another one of those. Fair. Uh, winning time isn't very funny. It's more of a more it's in the big short yeah. vein. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, but yeah, that's a great take. I I would agree with you. This movie is so it feels like a perfect comedy because it's a tight mm. ninety minutes, and there's there's never any point on screen where it's not funny, and there's no wasted moments. Uh, it's just it's really tight and great. Yeah, yeah. I thought this and Old School both had those those qualities there mm. as well, and both and both directors went on to be nominated for Oscars for direction, like which is amazing True. to me. I, I love True. that. Uh, mine was that I don't think those were Adam Scott's abs. That's my hot take. I don't think, uh, <laughs> That's not a very I, hot take. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I, I didn't see his face, so I can't confirm. But I don't think those were his. 
That's my. It's okay that mine's not movie quality. Uh, the Chewbacca mask. Um, uh, yeah. So, yeah. That, that, that hot takes were tough on on this one here because it's it's yeah, the movie right. keeps you on your toes. Yeah, it's so good. I I struggled, um, and everything's so just outlandish that I that I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I think yeah. I think it's one of the best casts of a comedy you'll ever see. I, I, you know, we're, you you got mm. you got Oscar Oscar nominees in here with John C. Riley and and Richard Jenkins. I think Mary Steenburgen's amazing Catherine Hahn, you know, um, Adam mm. Scott. I mean, these, everybody, and you know what it is, is, is that the, the characters are so efficiently developed and layered. Like they don't, True. It, so many times the comedies are just like, this guy's this way, this guy, and that's what it is. But we learn, <laughs> we learn about Adam Scott's marriage. We learn about Richard Jenkins' mm. marriage with not a lot. There's just like little moments that, yeah. and I, I think a comedy is funner when it's funner and it's way more hilarious when you have characters that have a little more going on than just the lines they're spouting out. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And you can do that even with a ridiculous movie like this. True. Like with uh, an old school with Vince Vaughn when he's uh, when he's the clown, you know, he doesn't yeah. break character. He's doing anything for his kid. <laughs> yeah, it's great. No. And, and, and the, the, the Frank the Tank marriage, in that. like there were so many. You, you can, there were untold stories. There were things that there were de, quote unquote deleted scenes that you didn't need to see that you knew were there that you could make up in your head. Like that's what True. makes the movies like this great. Yeah. I still think Frank the Tank's wife was a little quick on the trigger there for the divorce, but I will say that Rich, uh, Dr. Uh, what's his name? Doback. Is that his name? Yes. Uh, yeah. I think he was a little slow on that trigger. I, I don't know if I could handle that. What they've got going on. I think this is an untenable situation from the get go. The destruction of the boat is that to it? Well, I mean, yeah, he got divorced with when he went to Cheesecake Factory basically the next morning. So, <laughs> yeah, that's, I think he should have. Um, if I was him, I probably would have been like, I am done well before that point. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think he part of him probably felt a little responsible too. I mean, half of it is, is his son's responsibility too. You know, sure. Dale's sure. in the mix, in the mix also. Dan's, Dale's yeah. even more the aggressive one. So, yeah, um, yeah that boat, that boat broke him up. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 was an expensive boat. I'm gonna guess. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> uh, said eighty thousand. I think you said eighty thousand. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's jump into. Do you want butter on that? We ask questions. We should probably know the answer to. Uh. I have a couple here. Uh. Do you have some questions? Adam, much like old school, I have questions that I've been asking the entirety of my adult life, and I can't wait okay. to uh to ask them to you because you had an answer for one the last time. That's right. Um, That's right. Yeah. Right. Um. Okay, so one is night vision goggles. Mm. When you turn the lights on when you're wearing night vision goggles, does it sting your eyes? Yeah, I, I don't know. I've never used night vision I goggles. I don't think that's how it works. I mean, I don't, like, again, I don't have the answer. I'm asking the question, but, like, I just, does what is the science behind it? Like, okay, it's showing you in the dark, but when light comes on, does it, like, shoot light into your eyes? That just... Like yeah. I, I, I'm guessing it would think that that was just a, an improv scream from John C. Riley there when they turn the lights on. Yeah, and, ah! but yeah, I've I, always uh, wondered what was that. I would guess it seems like a not a great thing to do. Like when you're making night vision goggles, to be like, oh, if someone turns the lights on, you're blind. That doesn't seem useful. Yeah, but like <laughs> it's like if you're like let's say you were like in the light and then going into like a dark cave. Like would you have to wait into your the dark cave to put the night vision goggles on? It seems yeah, it seems odd to me. Yeah, I don't think so. Seems yeah, yeah. So I've always I've always questioned that one. That's a good question. Um and I'll just go right into the next one too because sure. if you think they even shout out it's a myth, it's a myth. 
waking sleepwalkers is that a thing like you can't wake up a sleepwalker do we know it is. yeah it is it... a thing what happens do they throw you down the stairs like they do in a movie or what, what is like um, why can't you wake a sleepwalker no i do think it is because people some people get violent um i don't know a hundred percent but i think it's just like the startling nature of like because when someone wakes you up if you're in like a good sleep like taking a nap let's say and someone wakes you up and you sometimes you kind of like you know flail your arms mm -hmm. i think i think part of the thought behind it is like these people are now walking so they don't even know where they are so you know they mm -hmm. think they're in bed but when they wake up they're in the kitchen and, and <laughs> with pillow putting couch pillows, putting pillows in the, in the oven. Oven. <laughs> purses um, in the fridge yeah so i think it's just a, a a thing of like they're disoriented and they're startled and they feel like they're being attacked or something or or kidnapped okay or so they could so, throw in elbows and, and some stuff interesting okay yeah i don't know if they get as aggressive typically as Taylor <laughs> and brennan do, like but... like continue on and carry you down the stairs and toss yeah the stairs, but right? uh, i think they do people do get uh, aggressive sometimes yeah. yeah yeah any questions that you had you had thrown out there yeah i had right off the bat what is going on with brennan's dietary habits uh i understand <laughs> I, I understand he's an odd duck you know he's living at home at 40 i get it but this is what his meal is in the beginning. We have uh, appears to be blue Powerade, cocoa puffs, and nachos, with his hand down his pants, <laughs> watching some exercise video or something. I, I, I none of that is good at all. I, I don't understand the combination. Uh, two of those. I mean, it's just, I don't know. What, what what do you think of this? What's going on with Brennan? How is he not dead? Uh, he's not a healthy man. I no. mean, and for, for 39, he looks a hell of a lot older than 39. True. I'll put it that way. <laughs> and, uh, and, and it, to sum up uh, his psychiatrist comments to her, his mother, you're an enabler, you're yeah. an enabler. So yeah, yeah. So she's definitely enabling him with these, uh, with these dietary habits for sure. For sure. And the, and wait, the, what does it go? The fancy sauce, the fancy sauce. Yeah, and way too much cheese. That's a hot take for me. Way too much cheese on those nachos. I'm I'm a very light cheese guy. I like a good soupy nacho. I like a good soupy nacho. So I'll I'll okay. I'll, I'll be on be on team uh, team step brothers with the with the cheesy cheesy nachos. Fair enough. Um, and then my second question: Is it a good thing or a bad thing to be name dropped by Derek? And I got the list of <laughs> names <laughs> that he gives out here. He's got the cubes, Chris Daughtry. Jeff Prost, Super Chef Bobby Flay, Dane Cook, and Seal. Okay. All right. Are you, so, are you jazzed um, if you're one of these people, or are you like, what the fuck? I think if it's 2008, you're jazzed. Uh, <laughs> I don't know okay. if you are today. I don't know if you are today. So this is this was going to kind of be my trivia thing there with it. Um, do you know all those people? Do you know who all those people are? Uh, Cubes love Cuban. I think he's the All right, best. So we'll, well, maybe we'll wait. That's going to be my question. So oh, okay. if, if you right. don't like slam dunk, know who they all are. Okay. Um, right. I kind of, yeah. But uh, that was it for my questions. Do you have any? Okay. I, ha I do have two. I do have two more. Awesome. Um, so I think this is kind of the joke. So it's like, you don't want to kind of lean, in, lean into it too much, but is, is, is the band at one of these events not working out? is that a fireable offense for the guy organizing the events? I mean, I feel mm -hmm. like the event is a little bigger than the eighties Billy Joel cover <laughs> band. I mean, 
like you could know maybe the joke is is that like oh we was looking for a reason to fire you and this is it and you're fired but it's yeah. like i mean come on how's he supposed to know that the guy's gonna bug out on one of the heckler <laughs> first of all what about the guy who's being heckled you know doesn't mm. need to call his wife a you know a, 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 an extremity or whatever <laughs> <the> expli- <laughs> explicit term but um so that that's one and this is a big one too here is is there's no insurance on the boat I mean, Ooh. boats have insurance, don't they? I mean, you think if you have an $80,000 boat, that if there's like a boating accident like that, you'd at least get something. And if you at least got something, would that really derail your plans to retire for three years or four years? Like, mm. I would think that like if someone's boat sunk, they wouldn't like, it wouldn't just be $0. Like there'd be at least enough for them to continue their life as it was. Um, and if he's planning on retiring, I'd have to think that there's money saved. Like, I don't I, I don't understand why this boating accident would mm. completely change his whole ability to do something else. I, I don't know. Yeah. You, you think if you buy an $80,000 boat, you're probably willing to shell out, you know, 40 bucks a month for insurance or something like that. You know? Um, yeah, that's a that's a good point. I didn't even think of that. Uh, I mean. The boat, I think it was probably more of like he needs to buy a new boat. Like that was the delay because his plan for retirement was to live on the boat. Ooh. Um, so I think it's it's less of like he's not financially stable, but it's more of like, well, now I need to buy a boat because that's my so he was gonna he was gonna sell the, the, the boat and then go, hmm. okay. All well, right, no, maybe. he was gonna sail that boat. That was his retirement. He was gonna take it with it with the wife and and sail. But he was get- and he was going to live on that boat or he was going to, or he was going to so. use the. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I but think he, he probably more... needed those funds to travel the world on top, not yeah. to just buy a new boat on cold Turkey. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Although, but I feel like he should have enough money. I mean, he's a doctor conceivably has been a doctor for what? 40 something years probably makes 200,000 a year minimum. Enough to retire at his age and travel the world. I yeah. Mean, I would think, he'd you be... know, 80, 80,000, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I would have to think that he has more tied into his funds than just the boat. You yeah. know, I mean, he needs to. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know. Yeah. So I don't know. Good um, questions. Good questions. And I just thought of a hot take with with your question before that with the heckler. Love it. Did Derek plant that heckler to cause a scene to get Brendan ah, fired? Aha. Ah. Uh-huh. Well, I think he. Yeah, that's a good call. That's or, a very or, good call. Uh, or Rob Riggle's character. Very good. And you reminded me of one of my hot takes. Did Dale and Brendan crash the boat on purpose? Ooh. What's your theory behind that? I think they may have because they didn't want the, uh, you know, they were, they were, tr- they were preventing them from selling the house. They've shown the, the uh, ability to be creative and in all the ways to, <laughs> to stop uh, the, the house from being sold. Mm. Do you think maybe they accidentally crashed the boat so the parents can't move away too? So. I don't know. Wait, weren't they selling the house after that? Or was that before? Uh, They had been trying to sell it. Yeah, they had been trying to sell the. Huh. That's a great. The only reason I would say no is because I don't think they're smart enough to to come up with that. (laughs) But I think that is a good theory for sure. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I I love it when they're sabotaging and he's dead. And he's like, he just died (laughs) last night. And then Derek's like, Derek's like, not bad, guys. Pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good, right? I also love um that when we're earlier in the movie when 
Dale's sleeping and Brennan puts the the movie the Hollywood style makeup mm. on his face and throat and he, and uh, Dale's <laughs> just walking through the mall and people are like ah ah right. he's like what what yeah. <laughs> oh, so, so they have, they showed some uh, some ability to be clever so for sure um, you know it's possible yeah maybe uh okay uh, was that all your questions yes yes okay I'm done too. All right, so let's move into trivia. Uh, do you want to ask me questions first, or do you want me to ask? You yeah, so I just I am gonna because last time we were on this at uh, for old school, you mm. had not heard of or had no knowledge of what Andy Dick was. So that so that just so yeah. I, I, with these things I'm always like I'm always questioning because I mean I lived through the Step Brothers era. I saw Step Brothers in in the movie theater. Mm. Um, so I was you know I, I was out of college when the movie came out. So I was kind of aware of a lot what was going on. So. Just going to roll through the names. Do you know who the people are? Do they mean anything to you whatsoever? You said you love the Cubes, Mark Cuban. He <laughs> also had like a second life there. with, with And you're a big NBA guy, so you were going to know that. Yeah. Chris Daughtry, does that name mean anything to you? He's a singer. I want to say American Idol is where he's from, but I don't know that for sure. Yes, that's correct. He was the okay. famous um, American Idol. Um, basically, the, the he was supposed to win quote unquote he was like the best one there but he okay. didn't win because of the way they had voting like people assumed that he was going to win so they voted for other people to keep other people on the show yeah. and that got him knocked off so when we you know when we we do our voting tournaments he goes pick the one you like don't the chris the chris daughtry clause like don't don't yeah. vote for the who you want to finish in second place because you'll you'll lose the big one so yes yeah, yeah. so that was and he went on to have his band Daughtry and won the, the show The Mass Singer. I think he was the winner of the first or the second season of that. Too, so. Oh, cool. I didn't, um, yeah. Okay. Bobby Flay? He's a super chef. Um, he he has a show, right? Is he like a, maybe not a redhead, but like a, like a, I can't think of describing it, but I do, I, I think I, gotta, I know of him. Yeah, yeah. I gotta be honest. I don't know what he looks like, but he has a, a chain of restaurants, a famous chain of restaurants. Most of them are, yeah. are at uh, casinos. Like there's one in Vegas, there's one in Lincoln Sun and, Atlantic City, so he's kind of mm. like a celebrity chef, yeah. Uh, from from that kind of like a Wolfgang Puck, um, mm. same deal. Same way you'll see like those Michael Jordan restaurants, the like same type of type of deal with that. Yeah. Um, Seal, I think you know because I think you referenced Seal in your uh, in your um, Super Bad episode. Did you not? I did. I did reference it because the character says that I I know of Seal. I don't know a lot about Seal though. Can you, you know? name a Seal song? Oh. Uh... I don't think I can. Okay, "Kiss from a Rose" would probably be his famous one. "Kiss from a Rose," or oh, okay. um, uh, he does a cover of "Fly Like an Eagle," and I think "Crazy." Those are his big songs there. So, all right, so that was a little before your time there. Yeah. Um, how about Kobayashi? Oh yeah, he's the hot dog eater before Joey yes, Chestnut. There we go. I remember yes. watching him. I loved him. <laughs> he was He'll eat that shit like Kobayashi. <laughs> you oh, watched no. it. You watched him eat a man's penis. <laughs> Oh, that was in international waters. They couldn't prosecute. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, uh, okay, is so that one? So um, I think that covered... Oh, the last one was Dane Cook. Yep, I remember him. Uh, yes. Okay. He had some comedy specials I liked. He was in Employee of the Month, which I think yeah. is an awesome film, underrated. Um, good Good Luck Chuck, I think, was one. And uh, My Best Friend's Girl, I think. He's still he had a little, like condensed movie run where they tried to make him a star and didn't work out uh, waiting yeah. i think he's also really waiting it's a good one mm. uh, that one i forget because he had a he had a, a celebrity stardom so those are those are your kind of your 2008 stars that were uh so where they were name dropped mm. by by derek there yeah. so 
and um, Jeff Prost. Yeah. Uh, oh, that was my last one. Jeff Prost. The yes. Survivor. Yeah, you remember that? Right? Survivor. Yeah. 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 Who's yeah. still going today? Still True. Going I don't. Today. I don't watch Survivor, but I I know Prost. Who, who I was very big show. into it. Uh, very big into it when it started, like early early on. Um, mm-hmm. The first two seasons. I mean, that back then it was a phenomenon. I was in high school, and it was like a big, real big deal. So I probably watched the first, um, the first maybe four or five, six seasons or so, and then fell off. But it's still going today. It's good, good, good for you Jeff Probst, and he's still hosting. Are you a reality TV guy? You watching any reality shows or no? Uh, not really, man. No, I did. I did American Idol back in the day. Randy Jackson too was. I think another mention. You know, who Randy Jackson is. I do. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. gonna be a okay. no for me, dog. It's getting yeah okay. All right. So that that reference still holds up. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, just the singing stuff. I did. I watched The Voice for a little bit, and then I was into Survivor. Mm-hmm. Maybe like I know I see you tweet on uh, Big Brother. I probably watched like the first season of Big Brother back in the day. I do like that. Um, I love but, to go on Twitter and rattle cages. I just I love yeah, to, love it. Cool. <laughs> I love Good to stuff. make people Good mad. <laughs> what what else is Twitter for? Yeah, you know? true. Um, <laughs> yeah, Big Brother and The Voice are the two that I like. Um, yeah, cool. All right, so here we go. All right, so trivia we, hit me now. Now yeah. I'll, I'll say I'm not feeling as confident as I was for old school because I feel like old school is a little more compact and like a little tighter. And I, I, the, the, I could recite along with old school with it as I was watching it. This one, I'm like, this one is it's, this movie so abstract and there's so much going on that I feel like it's gonna be it's gonna be a little harder. But I'll, I'll do my best here. Try to go three for three. Let's do it. I uh, I think these are easier than the questions I did for old school, so we'll see. Uh, you already okay. answered one of these, so I'll do it right off the bat. Uh, who signs Brennan's sword? Randy Jackson, yep. Yeah. You're not going to not get Randy Jackson's <laughs> autograph. And all I had on me was a samurai sword. Yeah, I would have done the exact same thing. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. What job were the boys applying for in tuxedos? I know they, they applied for a bunch of them, but there's specifically the woman um, who gets very upset with them and is like, you need to leave. Like you're wearing tuxedos, applying for Pan Pam. I, I can weigh in on this whole Pan <laughs> Pam situation. It's a Pan is a D. Sound, sound to you. Um, I believe they were uh, applying for a job that required them to clean toilets. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> wearing tuxedos, applying for cleaning toilets. Stupid. <laughs> uh, okay. There we go. Two for two. Can you do it? Can cool. you go three for three? So, uh, also in the applying montage, Seth Rogen makes an appearance and he's about to give him the job and Dale farts. Seth he Rogen does. tastes said fart. What does the fart taste like? He lists two things. He does. He does. And um, is that onion and ketchup? Yep. Yeah, I can taste it. I can taste it <laughs> on my tongue. I can taste it on my tongue. Yeah. Now that now the tuxedo seem kind of fucked up. <laughs> you just yes, ketchup and onions. There. You couldn't just hold it in. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I I thought, I thought for sure you were gonna ask me the uh, the name of the boat. I thought I had that one uh, locked the, in because that's Santa yeah. Santa Maria. Is that the, the, the the gilded lady. The gilded lady was the boat. Oh, what am I thinking of Santa Maria? Do they say Santa Maria at some point in the film? Uh, yeah, that's in the rap song. It's the uh, the Nina, the Pinta, the Santa Maria. That's what I'm thinking. Of. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Look at that. Something, I something while I'm drinking sangria. Yeah. Uh, some sort of vulgar line there. I don't remember yeah. exactly what it was. All right. Um, all right. Very good. Three for three. There you go. Yes. Did it. We've, we very yeah. rarely get a three for three. On, yes. On here, I love so. it. I should have had it for old school. The damn Sunshine Square Estate. Goddamn. Haunts me. <laughs> 
Yeah, that yours haunts me too. Not getting the uh, not getting the college one right. That, that bugs I me. almost yeah, you got two out of three. Is pretty good though. That was yeah. pretty good. Um. All right. Last uh, last category here. We have the corny awards. Uh, who gets your first award? Uh. Okay. So I have uh the we have a T Rex award. Uh, we have a T Rex award goes to uh, Doctor Doback for finding his inner dinosaur. Says so. Nice. Very very poetic. Uh, I also gave him award. I gave him the having fun award and I gave it more to Richard Jenkins. Cause I feel like he, more than any other actor in this film, he is having the most fun in this film. Just from watching it. Just so, so different than what he usually does. Great. Um, I, I have uh, a, a Billy Joel themed name on this one. The mm-hmm. I go to extremes award. And that goes to Horatio Sands's character for uh, standing up for what he believes in and calling out that heckler. Uh, for uh, for trying to get him to play the stranger and uh, we didn't start the fire and all the other non eighties Billy Joel songs. That, um... <laughs> yeah, that's uh, every every music kid's dream right there. <laughs> Stand up to a heckler. Uh, I uh, I also had a musical one. I had musical themed one. I had nice vibrato award goes to Tommy, who just crushes that solo in the back back seat. It's uh, you know, I'm a big music guy, so I, I thought they did a great job uh, singing that, uh, especially Tommy. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I'm I'm gonna call back uh, from my last episode, uh, old school. I got to give a Mitch Palooza MVP award uh, for the mm. the character who just who just has to booze way too hard, and that's gonna go to Catherine Hahn for just sitting back and crushing wine during all of those family uh, <laughs> events that she doesn't want to be at. Just sitting back and just drinking Chardonnay while everything's going uh, south there. So it's, that's there it is there. I love it when uh, when they announce they're getting divorced and Dale's like crying in her lap and she's like, it's okay, baby, or something. And Derek's like, why are you calling him baby? Yeah, why'd you call him honey? Um, yeah. and, uh, and the other great one is just when she's, you know, they're on the they're on the, the cliff over there at uh, the Catalina wine mixer. And she's like, mm. don't leave me, don't leave me. goes, look a whale and she turns and he just sprints away <laughs> full speed <laughs> oh, so great um and i gave the undertaker award to brennan uh for slowing his pulse down to make dale think he was dead and then rising up like the undertaker would uh oh yes my favorite and... wrestler of all time the undertaker i love that oh, really? i love that nice. yes oh yeah and then uh, and then burying him alive <laughs> and then attempting to murder him uh let the dirt rain over you yeah <laughs> oh god uh, great stuff any more awards for you nope that's it i got the three there all right i do too all right um so yeah that just about does it uh final thoughts on Step brothers uh just damn near one of the best comedies of all time i know that you're ranking these here um and so i've, I've had kind of a weird evaluation of these will ferrell movies uh these top three for me um I've always kind of like in, in my twenties, I was always a listen. I think that Anchorman is the most genius comedy of all time. That's, that's my number one. I kind of moved over toward the stepbrothers world and just kind of moved into this a little bit. I tell you, man, us watching old school last week. Uh, I, ah, man, I was so into it or a couple weeks ago, whenever we yeah. did it, um, yeah. was so into it. And I'm thinking now, you know, the differences between the two is man, that one's like, the script is so tight in that and every the scene, the whole, the, the storytelling mm. is so tight. And this one is like way more chaotic, but also funny. So um, mm. I think at the end of the day, I'd still continue to say my favorite comedy is Step Brothers. 
but mm. old school really climbed up a notch here with this. But so that makes me right. think I need to now go revisit Anchorman. I guess it's time to watch Anchorman. Anchorman will be the knock them both off the off the top and go back to the spot on the top. But these three movies are, are genius. He's a comedic genius, and um, I, I will say Will Ferrell also was the scriptwriter on this. So the scriptwriters were Adam McKay and, and Will Ferrell. So we got to give him so much credit for the work here and and the great cast. It's it's one hell of a movie. Where where does this rank in other movies you've covered here? Um, yeah, so I think this is number fifteen. I'm doing twenty total. This is definitely going to be in the top five. I think. Cool boy. Uh, Wedding Crashers and Grown Ups for me are definitely up there. This one, The Hangover. When we get to that, that'll be up there. Uh, this is safely in the top five, though. I think it's it's very my favorite Will Ferrell movie for sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. If you don't count Wedding Crashers, which I, I don't count that as a Will Ferrell movie. But uh, yeah, it's great. I love this movie. I haven't seen yeah, it I mean, in uh, years, so it was fun. Uh, yeah, this is I mean, this is one I've, it's, I've just caught like so many pieces of throughout the years that it was fun to sit and watch it beginning to end for the first time in a while. Um, there's not a performance in this that isn't a 10 out of 10. There's literally... Yeah. It's it's impossible to pick a, an LVP in this one. It's like every single person did a perfect job. Like so, um, it's that it, I think that's what makes it what it is. The the sum of the parts just lead up to such a wonderful thing. For sure, for sure. All right. Uh, well, before we go, hit them up with all everything you're doing. Tell them what uh, what to check out, what to listen to, where they can find you. Tell them everything. Yes, yes. Best picture cast. Um, some call me the uh, the. The songbird of, of my generation, uh, those who have heard me at least. Um, Fantastic. <laughs> but yes, yeah, uh, we're at Best Picture Cast. Yeah. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, um, all of your podcast apps, Spotify, uh, Apple, the whole deal, wherever you, wherever you get your podcast, check us out. We, uh, we have some fun with it. You might see a list of serious movies. You might see a list of old movies. Don't mistake that for us taking ourselves seriously. We most certainly don't. Uh, we're we, we're launching a couple of series this fall, which should be pretty fun. We're doing our um our we've, we've covered the first forty five movies of our journey here, and we're we're ranking all those. That episode should be coming out. Um, I think it should be out by the time this comes out. Um, it was our longest episode we've ever recorded. It's crazy. Um, but we're also going to then for those first fifty five start breaking down the categories. So we should do like I think we're doing a costume design and, and best actor, mm-hmm. and like so we'll we'll find our top tens within those forty five. Uh-huh. Um, so that'll be fun. And we're revisiting some of our earliest episodes. We're, we're, yeah. we're, we are our first our pilot episode was the departed. Uh, we're going to be going back and revisiting that. We did cuckoo's nest was our second episode and our third episode was rain man. And Adam, I believe you'll be uh, on that episode with us to, to reevaluate mm. rain man. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited to come on. I've listened to your pod. I agree with some of your stuff. I disagree with some of your stuff. I'm very excited to yeah that's Talk that's what it. it's all about man that's and we're you know each of the episodes we're going to have have a different different person from uh from film twitter or from out in the out in the pod universe coming on to to check our check ourselves before we wreck ourselves so yeah. um it should be uh it should be good it should be fun so awesome. best picture cast awesome go check them out they're great um kieran thank you so much for coming on again man uh love having you on it's a blast every time we do this anytime man anytime you want uh as long as you know as long as we're not talking about you know batman or <laughs> well i'll do a christian bell batman movie about that but i don't know about ben affleck batman that don't don't sit well with me but... i can promise you no. we will not talk about superman batman versus <laughs> superman on this podcast i can promise you that right. in all seriousness any movie you want me to come on and talk i'll always always be glad to do so so awesome. for sure and vice versa for you 
All right. That is going to do it here for this episode of Movies and Podcorn. Thanks for listening. And remember, this is the fucking Catalina wine mixer. Woo!